Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Getting Animated. I'm your host, Destiny, so let's get started. Oh, happy, happy Thursday, guys. I hope everyone is having a good Thursday. Oh man, I have been slacking on anime, let me tell you. I have been watching the old episodes of Detective Conan, which... When I first started getting into the anime, I called the case closed, but I found out that a lot of other anime fans who watch it hate the title Case Closed. So I'm just going to call it Detective Conan. I found out that there's over 130 episodes in English dub, and I got introduced to it in English. And I think I've only seen one through 58 or something like that. So. I'm definitely, I've been definitely trying to catch up on that. That was, and is probably my favorite anime of all time, uh, just because it is a really good mystery and solving crimes and stuff like that. And it's a good brain teaser. I feel like you could put it in the back and just kind of listen. Like it's one of those animes you don't have to necessarily sit down and watch, but you can kind of throw it on and just follow along with it. And it's in English, so that's why I'm able to follow along with it. I feel like... Obviously, the Japanese version, I could not just throw on in the back and listen to it. So I've been catching up on that. So I haven't, I kind of put all the new stuff to the back burner. Although I will be watching everything this weekend. So don't worry. Um, I wanted to jump right into it and talk to you guys about some things that are going on. So Funimation, or I want to say Sony, bought 95% stake of Funimation, which... I, I'm not sure if I should be excited about it, to be honest with you, because corporate buyouts can either go really, really good or really, really bad. And Funimation is, to me, the leading anime dub, like leading in the dub industry for anime. Everyone already knows if you're looking for a dub anime series, automatically go to Funimation. So to think that Sony bought a huge stake of that, I feel like they're going to change a lot of things. They ended up dropping a super vague frequently asked questions link underneath it. And everything was like, nothing will change for right now. Everything's going to stay the same. We just want to make sure Funimation stays the same for you guys. Nothing's going to be, you know, disrupted. All, everything's going to stay the same for now. And of course, every company that gets, you know, a large, a large change is always like, we're just going to try and keep everything the same, make sure you guys are all happy with everything all the time. And I was just kind of like, okay, but it takes time for big changes to happen. Um, I don't know how this Crunchyroll and Funimation partnership is going to work. I feel like, you know, with big companies like Sony and Netflix and things like that, they like to keep things exclusive. Like, they love to say, you know, exclusively on Netflix or exclusively on this. So I feel like working together with Crunchyroll, I feel like they might take Crunchyroll as competition and not so much as a friendly partnership. I mean, I could be wrong. They could embrace it wholeheartedly, but I do feel like they might change that and cut that off and we might not be seeing as much crunchy roll stuff on Funimation like we were really excited to see. I think they might not stimulate them as much as you know they did before. I do think that 
they might have more dubs coming out of new anime, but just not the ones that are on Crunchyroll. So I might have to go ahead and buy my Funimation um, subscription again. I I only canceled it because I am a huge sub fan, and I never found myself watching anything on Funimation in dub. Um, and everything that I could watch, I could always get somewhere else. So I didn't really see a point of keeping my subscription, but I might renew it just because they, you know, they might add things that they don't have on Crunchyroll or they might add things a little bit differently. So, uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. It's one of those things that you just kind of got to wait and see. I hope they don't up the subscription amount or anything like that. Like, I hope that they're still able to pump really good content out speaking of you know huge corporate businesses and buyouts and things like that Daisuke Daisuke there that was a streaming platform that also provided anime you could watch it for free or you could you know buy a subscription again I never really went on that because I never really saw a point of having it I didn't see anything that I really was like oh my god I have to watch this anyways So Daisuke offered a free subscription service. They were basically like Crunchyroll and Funimation and things like that. Um, They worked with Aniplex, Sunrise, Bandco. Like, they worked with a lot of people. Unfortunately, uh, that place or that streaming website is going to be shut down. I think that's in October. That's really depressing. I know, like, I, I just feel bad for little streaming sites or just you know, anything in the anime community that was really pumping out a legal way to watch anime because, you know, again, I'm a huge supporter of watching things legally. I just feel like if you have the opportunity, there's more outlets for you to watch things legally. That's what you're going to do instead of going on these illegal websites and basically taking money from the creators because that sucks. You work so hard to put something out and then everyone just watches it, you know, for free and it you don't get any credit for it. So I definitely am bummed out about Daisuke being shut down in October because that's one less place to legally watch anime. So, um, you know, definitely check it out before they get shut down. So, um, as you guys may not know, since this is only the second episode, I also love to game. I'm a huge gamer. I like to play on the PS4 sometimes, but um, I've been playing games since, you know, Xbox and the big black one, and I do like playing video games, and I was really excited when I heard about Persona 5. Now, Persona 5, I've never played any of the other Persona games, so I'm kind of just jumped, I jumped right into the series, and I fell in love with it. The characters, I loved the localization, I loved everything about the game. It was a good game. I loved the music. I was just super big into this game. I haven't even finished it yet. I'm on the last part, but I got really sad because I was always looking forward to playing. I put in so much hours into this game that I was so sad that I had to end it. So I'm like right there at the end, but I don't really know what happens at the end. I kind of figure certain things out. And people got so, like when Persona 5 first came out, everybody was like, you know, super hyped about it. So I decided to go ahead and check it out. And I'm so glad that I did. But why I'm bringing up Persona 5 in the first place is Atlas is bringing out 
a Persona 5 anime. Now, if you go on Crunchyroll, there is uh, the Persona 5, I think, Daybreakers, and it's like the first episode of, like, an introduction anime episode, but I guess they're actually getting a whole series. A1 Pictures are go- is going to be the one producing it, so you already know it's going to be beautiful and amazing. I'm kind of iffy about game to anime adaptations. I'm not sure if they're always going to come out good because sometimes they like to just do it. They'll half-ass it because the game was so popular and then they'll expect you to love the anime because you love the game. And that's not necessarily how it works. You know, you, you have to take the time out to put in an actually really good anime for us to enjoy it. From what I read and spoken to other people, Persona 4's anime wasn't that great. Uh, It wasn't anything to compare the game to, at least. It was just not the best, but it was a huge cash cow because everyone was obsessed and in love with the game. So, hopefully, I have a feeling they won't mess it up. They they did a really good job with the game, so I'm hoping I'm putting 100% faith into Persona 5. I also found out there's a lot of Persona news this week. Um, I also found out Persona 3 and Persona 5 are going going to get their own dancing games, which I literally watched E3 just for them to announce this. I was so disappointed because I was waiting for them to say, okay, there's going to be a Persona Ultimax, a Persona 5 Ultimax, or... I don't know, even the dancing game, I was like, oh my goodness, please, oh please, oh please, let Persona 5 come out with a dancing game, and they didn't say anything, Atlas was so quiet, and I was heartbroken, I I watched E3, not only for that, but that was what I was looking for, and I was really bummed out, so I'm so excited, it comes out in 2018, of course, but I'm definitely going to be buying it, it comes out for PS4 and PS Vita, so definitely... Um, look out for that. You'll be hearing me talk about it once I buy it. Uh, so definitely, definitely um, keep that in mind, guys. Also, I wanted to talk about this anime that I really liked. Now, before I get into it, I am a huge fan of anime. I've been a huge fan of anime since I was little. One of the first anime that I got into was Peach Girl. Now, Peach Girl was about this girl named Momo-chan who ended up going through a lot of drama. And when I stumbled across this anime, I was about 15, maybe 14. And the main reason why I clicked it was because Momo-chan, the lead protagonist, had brown skin. And I was like, oh my gosh, she looks like me. She reminds me of me. And I've never seen that in a lot of, you know, anime. And a lot of the anime that I was stumbling upon was a lot of girls who went through a lot of drama like I did, but none of them looked like me. And and when I stumbled upon it, I was so ecstatic because I was like, oh my God, you know, she may not look exactly like me, but I could relate to her a little bit more. Now, coming to watch the series, I found out that the only reason why she had dark skin was because she would always be in the sun and due to the chlorine and things like that, because she was a really big swimmer, I found out that she wasn't black. And it didn't deter me from the show. I still loved the show, but... It didn't matter to me because I I still saw her as that black girl just like me. And one of the things that I really did identify with Momo was a lot of people made fun of her because of her skin color. Uh, I guess in Japan, 
if you have darker skin and bright hair, it was kind of, I forgot what it was called, but it basically made you, you were more of a sleazy girl. So people would come up to her on the side of the street and try to ask her to go out for dates and things like that. Now, I didn't identify with that personally, but I did also understand, you know, wanting to be in a different skin than mine. I did understand how she, you know, hated being her color. And when I was that age, I definitely was able to identify with her, um, you know, most definitely. So again, she wasn't black, but I did understand, you know, how she felt being you know, targeted and how she felt not comfortable in her skin. So with that being said, one thing that I do know in Japan, it's a homogeneous um, country. So basically, there's not a lot of diversity, diversity there. And I understood that watching anime, like I would understand there's not a lot of, you know, brown people there in the mix. But I did appreciate whenever an anime would go out of their way to go ahead and bring that out without over-sexualizing or basically making our character act a certain way. Like, for example, I love, love, love Killer B in Naruto. He was like, you know, the best part about him was, you know, he was super strong and he was great. But I, I kind of hated the way that he wrapped everything. I mean, I guess that was the part of the joke in it. But I just, there was just like little things that kind of irked me because I didn't see a point in that. My Mind you... For Black History Month, I did, you know, anime characters all month long that were black. And um, it got a huge turnout, and I was really happy. And I just loved having people just acknowledge these characters for how amazing they are. Now, put that aside, there was a new anime that just came out. The first episode just dropped, and it is by LaShawn Thomas. And it is called um, Children of Ether. Now, I have been hyped about this anime since I heard about it, just because it was a black, it was a black woman protagonist, she wasn't over-sexualized, she looked super strong, the art looked amazing, and just seeing, just knowing the type of person um, LaShawn Thomas is, just from interviews and things like that, I knew he was going to take the time out to put a lot of good effort into this. He was able to get um, Hiroshi Shimizui. I I know I butchered that name, but he was the character designer for uh, Micho and Hachin. And then he also got Shingo Natsumi, um, and he was the storyboard director for One Punch Man, Iron Man, um, and he got so many other people that I'm just I can't go down the list. But I know that they all put amazing effort into their work, so I'm really I was really excited to hear about this, and. I just feel like this is going to maybe open the door a little bit more for more dark-skinned characters. Now, I understand, like, anime is a Japanese form of art. You can't expect them. It's not like how it is in America where everything is white and everything is this. Like, I understand that. And Japanese people themselves are people of color, so you can't... It's not something that I'm trying to be like, oh... They're racist. It's nothing like that. But I just would love, I would just love to see more, you know, dark skinned characters, more black characters, just because, you know, in the cosplay community, there's a lot of negativity. There is a lot of racism there. And there's a lot of people who always come at black cosplayers because 
their cosplay doesn't look like the character. And I know it's stupid, and I know that other people are like, you know, forget it, you cosplay as who you want to cosplay. But I would just love if there were more black characters to cosplay. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I'm also not saying all the anime characters that we've gotten so far who are black are trash or anything like that. But uh, I just wanted to see more of them. That's all I was saying. And also, the, another reason why I brought up LaShawn Thomas and Children of Ether is because I heard some really exciting news. LaShawn Thomas's um, comic series called Cannon Busters got picked up by Netflix which is super exciting. I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. I think that's a huge, huge thing. Um, it hasn't had a release date yet, so I'm not 100% sure, but um, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to that. I think that's all the time that I have today. I think that's everything that I thought was interesting. Now you can definitely email me articles and things that you want me to talk about at DestinySenpai at Outlook.com. You can also hit me up on Twitter, which is at DestinySenpai, or you can go ahead and, and follow the podcast page, which is Getting Animated. Um, at getting animated on Twitter and then you can follow me on Instagram which is at Destiny Senpai so definitely I look forward to talking to you guys thank you so much for listening again and I'll see you next week bye guys